So this afternoon, I'm joined by Anne Balestino Reyes. Take two, because we've just done this and I hadn't pressed the button. I wasn't recording. Aquí tengo all my questions, but Anne is like a little bit concerned. She's like, what are you going to ask me? But you're a lawyer. You stand in courts and do this every day. Yes, but I always say that preparation is the key to success. So I always tend to prepare myself quite thoroughly when I go to courts. So obviously I haven't been able to prepare for this. <laughs> so it is a bit daunting. So yes, so you're, I can understand that when you're in court, you're, you're probably well prepared. What's it like standing there and um, defending people who've done something wrong or they're accused of doing something wrong, but actually maybe they haven't done something? Well, um, I mean, initially I always used to look at it as kind of like it's, a bit theatrical I, I I would imagine no because you're representing somebody else no you're you're representing the views of the other person um you're acting for a client um so it's it's quite I suppose that you could compare it to the theater or, or, or to acting you know and and um I don't know it's I find it very exciting so what what kind of um law do you practice because I've, I've I've looked up a little bit about law are you a generalist or a specialist no I'm a specialist I specialize uh, Specialize in all areas of family law. Okay. I do uh, divorces, separations, um, anything to do with children, be it contact, maintenance. I deal with financial assets. I also do uh, adoptions. I do relocation proceedings when people um, want to leave Gibraltar and take the children with them. Um, I also deal with care proceedings, uh, children who are in care, and sort of like what happens after that. Gosh, um, so, so I very emotional. Yes, it can be very emotional, but it's also very uh, rewarding, no? Because you see people at the worst, and you sort of like take them through, and then obviously at the end, sometimes you have a very happy ending, especially in adoptions and things like that. You have very happy endings, so it is very rewarding. How long have you practiced, Loan? I've been practicing since uh, 2000, so uh, 22 years now. Wow. And where did you study law? I studied in Nottingham, Trent. Oh, um, nice. I, nice city, Nottingham. Very nice city. Uh, mm. The nightlife was fantastic. Really? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, in fact, I, I have a friend over from, from university who's staying in, in Spain, and we were um, reminiscing about our university days yesterday. <laughs> oh, great. How nice. So you were there, you lived there, you did your degree, and then you were called to the bar. I, I then from Nottingham, I moved a year to London to and I, I did my bar there in yeah. London. And I was called uh, through Lincoln's Inn, I was called in, in 2000. And then I came straight back to Gibraltar, right? So when you started, Anne, were there lots of girls doing law? No. In my year, I was actually the only one. Were you? Yeah. Um, there were a couple of other ones, but uh, they didn't carry on the, right. the training. No? Um, when I came back, I was actually one of the only... I think I was about seven or eight women were practicing at the bar at the time. Um, so it was a very small female bar at the time. Wow. Thankfully, this is obviously it's it's evolved and there's a lot more women. But at the time, there was quite a small bar, a and female did, bar. Did you feel um, in any way a little bit worried about that? I mean, did it was it daunting for you at the beginning? It. I didn't. Luckily, I, I was able to work in, in law firms which were very encouraging of women and I'm very thankful for that. Here in Gibraltar? Here in Gibraltar. Okay. Um, they were very supportive. Um, okay. And obviously that's that's very re rewarding. Um, I also um, was able to meet a lot of women barristers whilst I was studying um, and through my early years who were also very encouraging and very supportive. Um, and I think that that obviously encourages um, you to keep going. No? Um, and obviously you share ideas, you share uh, problems, mm. and obviously that helps, no? that helps you along the way.
And what made you want to practice law? I mean, I've known you all my life. We have a connection because mm -hmm. my nanny, when I was little, was your aunt, your mum's aunt. Yeah, my great aunt. Yeah. And she was like mm -hmm. family. So to me, that's how close we were. Yeah. So um, your mum has always been like, like an extended family member mm -hmm. of mine, really. So I've always known you. You're younger than me. And I remember you always being very bright at school. Thank you, thank you. And you went off to do law and everybody yeah. was like very proud of you. Um, why, why law? Why did you choose that? Oh, well, firstly, I wanted to be an actress and I wanted oh, no. to go to Hollywood. Yeah. Seriously? That was my dream job. Uh, but obviously really? through time you tend to realize that, you know, it's, it's a dream. Um, yeah. And I remember when I was um, eight or nine, there was this show, L.A. Law, on TV. I remember it. And that for me was an eye-opener because obviously you had that connection with the theater, no, and the acting side. But L.A. Law, what I enjoyed of it was that you didn't only see the, the, the kind of the court side. You also saw them in chambers. You saw them interacting with their clients. Yeah. And that was something that inspired me as well. Also, we had a very close friend of the family who was a lawyer. And he would tell me all about his cases. He would sneak me into court. Um, and you liked it? I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And then we had... Um, we had the IRA case here in Gibraltar. We had a few murders as well. So for me, it was the excitement of going to court and, and things like that, which I was thrilled about. And you used to, they, well, this this person would take you to yeah, court? Yeah, sneak me into the public gallery. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You were young. Yeah, I must have been the first time I went, about 13 or 14, yeah. because in the old magistrates, there was a press gallery at Riva, And he used to kind yeah, of like... Take you up. Yeah. An impressionable age, really. That age. Yes, and and I suppose it was it for me it was very exciting, you know, it was the role of the lawyer and mm. everybody listening and to some I absolutely adored that and I thought, yep, yeah, this is this is for me. And then eventually you joined the practice here in Jim Phillips, which yes. is where you're at right now. Um what what um encouraged you to apply to Phillips? Well, um, how did you end up at Phillips? I, I had been working at Charles Gomez for about a year. And the I always, when obviously when I started practicing, I was doing a bit of everything. Mm. But then family law was kind of what attracted me most. And um, in Tom Phillips, there was an opening to, to do family work. So I applied, I went to the interview and they, they obviously they offered they me the job. They chose you. Yeah, and I've been there for 21 years now. Gosh, Anne, mm. incredible. <laughs> So family law, I mean, you mentioned um, before the things that you do. Um, it must be, you, you have to be very strong-willed or, or quite strong in character, not to deal with things like divorce. It's, it's, it's a very sad situation sometimes. I guess and you have to look at the positive side of it. Yes. Is um, that what you do? How do you deal with your cases? I think I, I, I tend to look at, by the time the clients come to see me, they're obviously convinced that this is their only way out. Okay. Um, and you hear very sad cases. You no, know, people stuck in relationships, which are obviously very difficult. So for some people, it is the only way out. No, mm -hmm. And you try and assist them because they've already made the decision to, to, to separate. Mm -hmm. So you try and assist them as best as you can to sort of like go walk that path no um but i th i think you have to have a lot of empathy as well yeah and you have to understand what people are going through their feelings i mean half the time what you're doing is counseling really you know because you're helping people um get through that very emotional time and are your clients mostly men or women 
Half half, I suppose. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's. I think it's very much even. Um, I mean, luckily you you build a reputation, and and I suppose that you can act for both. No, I mean nowadays it's very much equal, men and women. No, so it's it's easy to represent one or the or other. The other. You don't come across like a lot of women who've been badly treated. Yes. You do. And men as well. And men as well. And no? men as well. I hear that more and more. I mean, I'm not, I don't know much about it, but. Um, I was, at the beginning, I was working very closely with uh, women in need. Yeah. And the amount of times that we were approached by men who also needed a way out. The thing is that men, obviously, because of, you know, the macho ego or whatever it may be, they are not as um, happy to talk about open, it. No, they're yeah. more reluctant to say what's happened. So they're not as, they don't come out with the story as often, well, or, or as common as, as women would. Mm. So it's, it's, but you do find a lot of men um, who have also been mentally, mentally abused, you know, even physically abused. On occasions, so so what what um, cases do you prefer? I mean, what gives you the most buzz? It's difficult to say, you know, because I mean, you think that you've seen it all, but then suddenly yes. one comes along and you think, oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I mean, do you ever get cases that you would have to turn down or that you don't think you could handle? Uh, it, I sometimes there's a lot of pressure, no, when some sort of like you have to deal with something on an emergency basis, no, yeah, and you have to drop everything and just concentrate on that case because the person needs the assistant there and then, no. Mm. So I have uh, junior lawyers who work with me and they kind of like help me out a lot and they support perhaps other cases whilst I'm concentrating on, on this urgent one. No? So, um, I mean, in, in Philips, we're very much a team and we, mm. we work very closely together. So I'm able to sort of like hand over things mm. if, if need be. But what um, makes Philips stand out from other law firms and jibs do you think in your For opinion me, um i think we're a family okay um we as lawyers we work very closely together we i think we support each other um very well um we've been working together for many many years now so obviously we know each other we socialize a lot you do which i think is very good it's important <laughs> yeah for sure um, so especially when you're dealing with such high you know these these emotional cases you need to let, let go a bit we get to know each other as well no because yeah. it's you work with people but you want to get to know them no um so yeah i mean i think that we get along very well we're very supportive of each other and we like working with each other no which i think is very important and they represent all kinds of situations all you, kinds. you do all kinds of law. Yeah, we and our other major department is uh, phys, um, personal injury and clinical negligence, um, and we have specialists on that as well. And we also do a lot of criminal work. Do you? So we interesting. Kate, can you talk about any of the cases, or is it all confidential? Anything like really that's well in for me. Um, one of the cases that struck me the most, and for me emotionally, no, was one day that I was sitting outside court. I remember I was sitting with a with a mum who, for different circumstances, was trying to have contact with her child. She'd become estranged from her child. And I remember that there was another commercial case um, in another firm happening at the same time. And there was about six or seven lawyers in the other case, and they were running on their briefcases. And I remember that I sat on my own with this mum, and she was you know crying she held my hand and I'm thinking I'm on my own with this woman you know I can't mess it up mm. because if I mess it up 
you know, at the end of the day, I've got no one to fall on. I have no junior to kind of like, you know, assist me. And I'm thinking if I've got a, if I have a bad day or or if I mess this up, you know, I'm affecting her life. I'm affecting her child's life, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the future, we want him to grow up with a relationship with both mom and dad, no? So for me that day, I kind of like it opened my eyes to the, I suppose, the importance of what you do, no? Um, And how you affect people's lives. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A lot of pressure. Yeah, but the pressure keeps you going, no? The pressure is what pushes you to do best. In the last 30 years, Phillips has grown to become a respected medium-sized law firm based in Gibraltar. Our primary area of expertise is litigation, but we also act for clients in a range of matters. We're able to provide quality of service through our own experienced practitioners. Contact us to arrange a free initial consultation. Phillips have the experience for success. Call us on 200 73900 or email info at How do you work off the pressure? What, what do you... Because you've got your mother yeah. of two gorgeous girls who are full on. <laughs> Thank you. And a Very husband full on. who's also Very busy, busy. And, busy, all, busy. and all the things with his... Um, cl- um, I was going to say cleaning the old <laughs> ammunition because he loves all the heritage, mili- mili- heritage yes, and military yes. history. Yes, and he's, he's now encouraged my daughter to I've do the same. On, I saw in the Chronicle yes, the other day. Yeah, she's Christina's, very much involved. Um, cleaning uh, or restoring. Uh, an old farmer's so boiler. She, she's into that as she's well. She's into that with dad as well. Well, now, that's good. They keep me going, you know, and I suppose that when you get home, because that professionally I'm mainly known as Anne Balestrino. Yes. So for me, when I get home, I am no longer Anne Balestrino. I am a mum. I am a wife. I am having to deal with two very active girls, young teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like it distracts me, you know, from work. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, my husband's very supportive of, of what I do. My girls understand as well that mum has a very busy career. So they know when, you know, they've got to get ready and not create a fuss in the morning because mum's got caught and mum has to rush. And so mm. I going to get in a way that I think everybody understands mum's job, you know? Yeah. How do you empower them? To be independent. I don't know. I guess women. Um, I I have to say I don't think I've had to because they've both maybe I don't know they've seen my mom was very independent. My grandmother had a job as well. Yes. So she was very independent. So I um, I think they've grown around very independent and strong women. They've had fantastic role models. Yes, totally. And so have I. Um, so I, you know, I, I can't say that I have done anything to support them in that. Mm. I think they've just got this very strong, they've both got very strong characters, both very independent. Um, and obviously they've, they've learned from people around them. And what do you think makes you a good lawyer, Anne? You yourself? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Um, what, what constitutes a good lawyer? I would say that I, I consider myself a good listener. Okay. Um, and I, I suppose that I know, I mean, I had a comment from a judge saying to me once that I know when to shut up. Okay. So um, I suppose that that's, I suppose, is a good lawyer. You know, I, I respect what I do. I respect my job. Mm. I respect the position of power that it gives me. And I respect the courts, no, and, and, and the rule of law. 
Um, and I think that you've got to believe in the system and you've got to believe in the rule of law in order to be able to be a good lawyer. I hear a lot when I hear, I read um, on social media sometimes that um, they give people sentences and the sentences are too short. And I see a lot of people who comment on things like that. Is that is that something you can talk about or not really? Well, um, or your opinion on something like that? My opinion, I mean, look, at the end of the day, lawyers um, and judges, we have to go on the law as it's written. We can't invent things, no? So if the sentence is... A certain amount, the judge can't impose more than what the law allows it to. It's like for us, I mean, my example as a family lawyer, you know, sometimes you get a, a bloke coming over and saying, I don't want to pay so much maintenance. Well, I'm sorry, the law imposes Space, that amount. Yeah. And if the law imposes that amount, it's very difficult for me to turn around and say, do as you please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I suppose that the judge would find themselves in that situation as well. Mm. This is what the law allows them to impose and they're limited on what so can really be done. So really no, there's not such a thing as, oh, he was given too little. It's what the law states. It's, that's right. You're following that's um, right. a procedure. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, that's good. How do you personally handle stress and very stressful situations? Um, wine. <laughs> Like me, like me. <laughs> yes, I always, always have a bottle of wine in the fridge. <laughs> so do I. How funny. Yes, no, I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever works. No, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got a very stressful day. Yeah. Una botella de tinto verano en la nevera. Sí, mira. it helps, ¿verdad? Te echa un vasito, tú sabes. Do you have many days like that, Anne, or not? Yes, many days. You do? Many days. I mean, it very much depends. Um... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have very difficult cases in court and you come back and you think, oh, my God, but then you start with the dinner, with the girls, oh, no, yeah. with this and that. Mm. But um, no, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I've got a good social life. I've got great friends around me, my family, and it distracts me, I suppose, no, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and that helps. And, and, it, and it's very grounding for you to have that which means that you can put yourself in these situations which are so volatile no and maybe because you're grounded it helps you stay anchored and then while all of this is going you on, to tell you the truth michelle i don't give it much thought you know it's the job you do what you job. have to do you, do, so you yeah. do what you have to do and if it entails long hours yeah but mira, that's that's what it is would you say women are at par with their male counterparts um earn, earnings wise nowadays in jib I've never complained. I've, okay. I've never experienced an issue. Okay. Um, in in at least in legal terms, you get what you put in. Um, obviously, if you go away for maternity and you go away for two years, that's going to affect your salary. I I I, was, I assume, but in at least for in the legal profession, you earn what you put in. If you okay. put in the hours, you will obviously be properly remunerated. Okay. Have you ever felt out of your depths? Well, you uh, thought, and then you've managed to. Yes, sometimes um, out of my depth because maybe you have a very difficult client that you're trying to steer in the right direction, and they just go off on one. To say, and you find yourself in court trying to put what you think is the best case forward. Y después te sale por la vía tarifa tío por detrás. To say so, yeah. Sometimes you think, mm, "What do I do with this?" Yes. But I think what you have to be is very straightforward to people, not give them false expectations, not lie. That's very important. Yeah. Tell them as it is, and if they go and mess up, pomira, well, 
It's not your fault, really. Nope. How do you balance life as a mother and full-time work? I mean, what have you done when the kids were little? Did you have... Oh, my gosh. It, it must have been this. mad. Ma it was really mad um, when they were born. Luckily, my firm has always been very supportive of, you know, maternity leaves and things like that. Mm. But me personally, I felt that I couldn't leave, um, that I couldn't leave for a long time. I felt that I had built a reputation through a number of years. And obviously, my my concern was if I go for, you know, six months, these clients are going, I mean, they need a service, you know, yeah. they're going to go. So what I did was with Christina, after about six or seven weeks, I bought a bouncer and I would bring her into work. My mum was working at the time, you know, so um, I would bring her into work. She was on a, a, on a bouncer. On a bouncer. On a bouncer. She was brilliant. She was a very good baby. You would just sit her there. And and if I had to go to court, either somebody looked after her in, in chambers or I would drop her off at my grands and then bring on the way down, pick her up. So, yeah, I mean, with Christina, I think it was a bit, was the first baby. Mm. I was trying to sort of like find my feet. Um, and then with, with Catherine, I took um, three months maternity. Um, but I was ready to Only go back. Only three months? Yeah, but I was ready to go yeah, back. Most people take more. I know. I was ready to go back. What I did was I, at the time, this was um, 13 years ago, I was able to work from home which now is the norm, no? Yes. But I, was, uh, I did a couple of days at home, um, then I would go in. So you've got quite progressive employers. Honestly, they have been so who, supportive along the way. Your, obviously rate your, your, your worth. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I suppose. You'd like to think. I suppose, yeah. yeah no, good. I mean, it's nice to I, hear. Yeah, they were very supportive. Um, mm. You know, I, I was able to come back when I wanted, on, on the days that I wanted to, and as long as, you know, the clients were happy, the work was getting done, they were more than happy to for me to sort of like find my own hours or, or whatever. But my children were very good children. I, you know, I, I can't you. complain. No, I mine were too. I can't <laughs> complain either. So what's next for you, Anne? What, what, what? I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with, um, obviously, I'm doing? very happy at Philips. You know, we're now partners of the firm. So, and we have, um, you know, there's four of us as, as partners. So I'm, and the firm is expanding year by year. Um, we're taking on more junior lawyers, so obviously that encourages more work uh, to come along. So, um, I, on, honestly, I'm happy. happy I'm happy. I'm, you know, I enjoy taking my holidays as well. Yes. So, you like traveling like me? Yep, yep. You're now a traveling family because you I go am. with your girls everywhere. Yes, we do. We, we so really do we. enjoy, you know, seeing different things, different cultures. Uh, thankfully, my girls enjoy that too. Um, so, yeah, I suppose it's where to next. No, I suppose. Exciting. <laughs> and uh, the last thing, which I ask everybody, um, who do you look up to? Um, I think I'm inspired by strong women um, who have been independent mm. and who have been sort of like, you know, um, people like Margaret Thatcher, people like Hillary Clinton. Um, I, I very much admire political women mm. um, and women who have been able to step up in a male-dominated environment, no? Yeah. Um, family members, uh, women in the family who have uh, worked, who have been able to manage jobs and their families, no? Mm. 
um, yeah. that obviously is, is is very inspiring for me. I remember when I was in school, they used to run uh, talks. Uh, the Gibraltar Business Network used to run talks, and uh, these women used to come in. They were career women, and they kind of inspired me a lot because they used to talk about their family life and mm. the work life, no? And for me, it was an eye opener because I realized that you could do both. Yeah, you could balance both. And then you know, obviously, when I started working, I joined the network as well, and I used to give the talks. And for me, <laughs> one of the one of the most rewarding things was yeah. a couple of years back, uh, a lawyer that you know I was in court with. She said, "You know, I'm I'm a lawyer because of you." They wow. said, hey, "They said because oh, I." That's very moving. Yeah, they said, I, I I heard your talk in in school. They said, I thought, Mira. Why not? Yes, that's really inspiring. So, yeah, I always remember that. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's a lovely. That, it's hey. a lovely way to end. It's been yeah. so nice to hear your story. Thank you, and keep going because Thank you're you. doing an amazing. Thank you, you too, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at beatricegarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.